Come on, you lads. Good hop. Christmas Day. Happy Christmas to you all. Oh, come on, boys. Get up. It's Christmas Day. Well, we don't care if it's August Bank Holiday. Go away. Well, we never we never said Merry Christmas to each other. We didn't. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Grant. Merry Christmas, Alan. Oh, I mean, Happy Holidays, Alan. Oh yeah, we have to be. Well, I'm I'm exclusively drinking my whiskey tonight out of uh, the controversial uh, Starbucks Red Cup because it's. <laughs> You're drinking the uh, the blood of our Messiah, Jack Daniels. Yes. No, I. <laughs> In my experience, conversations are best had with a glass of whiskey. Join me, Alan Cogan, as I engage in meaningful discussions while enjoying a glass of my favorite spirit. Welcome to the Cogan Conversation. I guess I see you're thinking now earlier about like the the silly ceremony that surrounds all that. I mean, it's silly from the outside perspective. When you're in it, it like it makes sense. Like you're 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 giving praise to to God, as it were. But like you didn't sing loud enough in church this Sunday, Sally. Do you love God? You better sing louder next time. It's weirdly like talk downing kind of like you are just this insignificant thing. And I mean, I guess that, that that's what our thinking equates to too. Like we are just these insignificant things in the face of this like nebulous force. But when it's used in this way of like it, you you have to be better in your life to please this this nebulous thing that controls everything you do day to day. It's like very like it does have this nefarious kind of gross quality to it. And, you know, you better give over, you know, half your earnings to the church or they're not gonna let you stay on your land and grow your crops that we also get half of every week like it, it has that quality to it and historically it's been that but it's not that's not why it exists i guess that's the distinction where where i'm trying to make it doesn't preclude that necessarily yeah i i, I understand what you're saying I, I i think i agree with that um that caveat that you know religion or faith for that matter doesn't exist because people take advantage of others it's because in our human nature we want to cling to something and i think anything that you can cling on is going to be used against you is going to be used against humanity but you know i think the the best i could i could i mean you you brought up sports earlier i made a i made a reference to you know my favorite football team but look at some of the superstars that have been worshipped i mean and i mean literally worshipped when it comes to celebrities right so pop stars elvis presley the beatles Michael Jackson, those kind of artists and those stars don't exist anymore. There's not one artist nowadays that has the the appeal or the magnitude. Even with social media and, and our hyper-connectivity, ratings just are not what they were. Concerts were not are not what they were. Look at Woodstock. Woodstock wouldn't happen today. And I, not because of COVID. I think because people, things have changed. Think, think priorities have shifted, culture shifted a bit. You know, Woodstock was an experience you, you, you go there and you're not just listening to music. You're probably tripping balls on whatever acid you're taking. And, but you're experiencing the, the love and community and shared common purpose of music while listening to Jimi Hendrix go nuts on his guitar. And that's, that's a beautiful thing to be a part of. But at what point does it become worship? How many, how many stories have you heard when, when Beatlemania took over in, in the UK and then, and then and then invaded the United States, people passing out and screaming. And, you know, what other force creates this chemical imbalance in someone's brain to think that they can chase down a celebrity and pound on their windows and try to force them to give an autograph? Like, I'm never going to wash my hand again or, you know, sign my chest. I'm going to get it tattooed. That's as close as we've come. Now, religion itself, when it comes to actual deity and worship in the higher power, that also has bred some weird, like, you know, 
sacrificial things where, hey, you know, that's not good. We don't do those things anymore. At least we look down on it. There's a lot of practices that used to sacrifice, whether it be animal or human, because they felt that that was right. What other force in nature does that or requires that of a human being? And is that is that a human creation? It's like they, they falsely think that their God requires that of them. It's weird because there's this, there's human behavior is so tied to what religion can and cannot be. I'm going to play the ultimate devil's advocate here. I'm just going to say this is not exactly, this is not what I believe personally, but there's like schools of thought out there that there's absolutely like a religious right in this country who's, who's very, like we were talking about, you were talking about earlier, like, like, like abortion is this like big issue for them because they, they believe so strongly in like the life of an unborn child. And they would make an argument now. I've heard it personally that like, child sacrifice still exists in a different form and like they they, because of what they believe like that is true to them and it is it is absolutely like a disgusting practice that they are so like vehemently against you don't hear that perspective often again i'm saying i'm not necessarily subscribing to the school of thought but like like i i I was gonna make another fucked up point to just like the other side as well like you look at what has become of of a person like uh, george floyd since last year like i've seen literal shrines to this man like literal prayers to to the shrine of of George Floyd as it were or like think of the sacrifice of of like I'm again this is not making any kind of judgment call about what happened in in our court or anything like that but you look at like the the trial of someone like a Derek Chauvin after that happened and it's almost like it's just pomp and circumstance at a certain point because it's like he's literally going to get sacrificed on the altar of this fucking dude no matter what because we've dictated that that that's what needs to be done to satiate this like collective bloodlust that we have in in as a world because of this incident and it's symbolic for of much greater things and like i i would hazard to say that there's the same kind of thinking that goes into that as it does of this criticism that comes from the other way of something like abortion like like in their own heads like it's not like a it's not like a i'm i'm doing this for nefarious reasons it's i have a belief that i believe in so strongly that i'm going to think a certain thing that to another person would seem like a horrendous horrible evil thing and it's like no i'm just a person i think i think that's what the attractiveness is to religion or to like a social construct or, or contract. The, the, the purpose is to build out this ideology that we all can agree on the terms so that, you know, we all in the English language, we all agree what yes means, right? We know what yes means. It's different than no and no means no. And yes means yes. And we understand that language. That was that's, that was Barney style explanation of, of what I'm trying to say. But re- religion offers... Uh, an example of like what it, what is right versus wrong. And I think that people on the extremes of that take it to a point where they can't even have a conversation about the rights and wrongs and the nuances it because I think the abortion conversation just as an example and I'm not going to get into the into the context and the weeds of abortion itself but that's a topic where we have failed to have a conversation about the nitty-gritty details of when and how and where and why it's it that conversation has now evolved with modern medicine because the how and the when and the why is different than it was in the 1700s when ultrasound didn't exist and we didn't have information about the baby at, at certain points of the pregnancy. I, I, I think that tradition and, 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 and values have kind of gotten away when it comes to fundamental 
fundamentalists and extremists on in religious sectors that you can't you can't sit down and understand that there's difference and that there's caveats. There's it's case by case with something like abortion that it's so that can be such a personal experience that you know maybe maybe the best way to approach that situation is with grace and with love and understand that that specific situation and not judge it because by the way it's not your job to judge if you are a a, a, a faithful Christian following the text of of God it is not your job to judge so who are you to judge when it comes to that specifically though it's almost like a I guess what I was getting at in both those instances is like there's a righteousness on either side. You know, it's like I, I know what I believe is is the right way. And it, it becomes so like it, it does like it, it does start to exclude this empathy, this like contract we do have with other people. Like I'm righteous, therefore you cannot be right because I am right. And it's like this this like this moral quest. I'm the knight in shining armor almost thing. And it's like, OK, like in your brain, like, yeah, you're you, you, you it's 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 the right thing to do. So like from there, like if you don't agree, it's it's not good. But like, I don't know. These people also aren't going out and I mean, I'm sure it has happened in the past, but like they're not going out and they're mailing bombs to like abortion clinics and shit. I mean, again, like it, it's definitely possible. Just like in the other side, it's possible to go and blow up a courthouse if you don't fucking indict this man for murdering your your lord and savior. Well, and maybe that's a testament to the human condition, especially in this country, that we haven't had situations like that. It's, it's pretty fucking rare that someone takes it upon themselves as a vigilante in the name of God or in the name of whatever to, to attack and do something. I mean, God, I, I, I give all the credit in the world for the civil rights movement that, that all of those people of that time, you know, they found a, a leader and a couple voices at the top, like Martin Luther King Jr., who was able to say, hey, if you fight back with violence, you're going to lose. And they were able to to restrict themselves to this day when things happen against in a, uh, in a discriminatory manner. People are able to call on their willpower and keep level heads and you know the the had the chauvin trial not gone the way that the people on the left wanted it to i i'm pretty confident there wouldn't have been something other than i mean there might have been some riots there might have been some some looting there might have been some protests but at the end of the day that's not blowing up a building that's not killing people you know rittenhouse got off recently and a lot of people on the left are mad about that because he, you know, he kind of fits the bill of this vigilante asshole, whatever, who has an AR-15 and could just go and shoot people. What? Well, okay. Well, maybe people, we give people more credit that they actually learned about the case and they read up on the the lies that were being told in the media. Maybe what you said is true earlier in the podcast is that most of this fervor and this anger is just online and it's the it's it's really the minority we aren't we aren't in afghanistan or iran or russia or china where you know you have fundamentalists who are actually hurting other people in spite of a situation we at the end of the day we move on we move on we understand that we have differences of opinions and even though things get heated things are stupid politically right now we all get in a comment thread fight on facebook when we go to the supermarket and we pass by someone who we don't know we usually smile and nod and say hello and move on i think that's a testament to the human condition at least in this country because we're not suicide bombing each other 
right? I, yeah, it's it's a great thing to bring up, like that kind of righteous thinking. Like there was a time when like the the greatest and most effective protest of all was like the the silent peaceful protest. Like you think back to the civil rights movement in the fifties and sixties, and it's like yeah, they accomplished something with in the greatest possible way you could. And it's almost like, yeah, if you're on that side of like, it, it's it's the righteous thing to be against abortion. Like, okay, maybe you're the greatest process you can do is have children and have a whole lot of them, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. If, if it's like, okay, there, our issue right now is, yeah, we have, we're, we're under the replacement rate for our population. Yeah, have as many kids as possible. If possible, do it. I think the question that we asked earlier is like, you know, what, what's the purpose of what's the purpose of life, but also what's the can you have morality without religion? I think that 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 conversation is fun for philosophical circles, and we can talk about that all the long day. But it doesn't matter anymore because religion existed; it exists. We have frameworks. So at the end of the day, just don't raise your kid to be an asshole. <laughs> and, and it's easier said than done, I guess. But at the same time, yeah. But haven't you heard? It's not up to the parents to decide what their their children do and don't do now. <sighs> we shouldn't tell parents about things that happen at school. It's not up to them to decide what goes on in the curriculum. It's up to the teacher. You you could run and lose a governorship in Virginia with that talk. <laughs> but this is this is thinking that's out there now. Like I'm not that like okay. I, I, I'm getting completely off topic, probably. But like, yeah. <laughs> you bring up the idea of like, yeah, don't raise your kid to be an asshole. That's very fair. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, and I, what did I start the converse this conversation with? It's like it, a lot of it is upbringing. A lot of it is the community you're living in. And and right now, like, unfortunately, that's been a big theme on our podcast too. Is like people like community is one of those things that's that's shaky right now like people don't talk to their neighbors people don't people don't go to collective events together anymore people are locked down in their houses they're they're fearful about what their what their neighbors are thinking you know it's like it, it, this is this kind of fomenting this like this this shattering of of what was and this isn't like oh we need to go back to like 50s america where it's like yeah everything's wonderful nice if you live in the suburb and you're white like i i get it like there's the criticisms of where we came from but like there's also looking at history there's something there's something valuable about having that kind of community and at the end of the day like religion going to your to, to church together on sunday has been a very good thing for that kind of communal living and and Yes, it has has been corrupt, and it has potential to be corrupt again. That there's there is a certain net positive. I, I again, I'm just I'm playing like the no fuck you. Children are being raped by priests. How dare you? It's like no, okay, yeah, okay. And the net positive, a bunch some kids got raped, but like, hey, we have community. Like again, I see the criticism. I understand it. But looking where it work, our culture is at right now. Like there's a fragmentation that could use a little bit of healing and if there's a place where people go to church and that starts to starts to mend hey maybe that's a good thing i think we we have to be able to to walk and chew gum at the same time we we can have a community event and and things that happen on sunday or wednesday i don't care but also be against pedophilia <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> and i know you you weren't saying it, it wasn't mutually exclusive i, I was just i think writ large people need to be okay with hey religion and religious services has this sense of belonging that it gives to people. It has a sense of community. It builds it builds your knowledge base based on, you know, who you live next to. And usually when you go to church, it's people within, you know, at least three zip codes 
around you, right? It gives you a greater stake in your community and it makes you want to be a part of things. And, and maybe there's more than church. Uh, church. Maybe there's maybe there's a, a run walk for finding the cure downtown. Maybe there's a community-wide uh, fundraiser for AIDS research. Maybe, you know, maybe there's a free concert in the park that we then we donate the proceeds to hot, hot dog sales to cancer research and all these things that can happen that don't have to be religious based, but a lot of times are, are, are run by the church because the church is so connected to the, the compassion and the giving aspect, which I think is the net positive of going to church and having a church in your community. That being said though, People need to be okay with, and this is where I think religion and becoming, you know, so religious to a point of a cult, you're, you're afraid to criticize or you're afraid to say, hey, I'm a Catholic. I go to Catholic church and I, I love my friends and family who go to the Catholic church with me on Sunday, but the Pope is off his rocker for ignoring all of the systemic uh, abuse issues that exist at the Vatican and the Catholic church writ large. Hey, saying that isn't against God. It isn't against like, who gives a shit about the corporate structure of the of the of the Vatican and Catholicism. Call a spade a spade. If, if we all band on this together and say ah, that's a problem, that shouldn't be happening, and thank God it's a it's a it's a small amount, but it's still happening. Maybe there's something there, and and maybe maybe other organizations can take what churches have done from an organizational standpoint, and and, and like community centers, you know, homeless outreach centers, and say, hey, we're going to have a community wide event where we can do this X Y Z. You know, I, I I don't know what the how do you how do you instill that value? How do you instill that community within people without having a, a larger stake of I know John, I know Sarah, I know Jim, I know Sally. I go to the same church with them. I go to the same supermarket as them. And therefore, I feel more inclined to, I don't know, not litter, not drive fast down the street. Because if I drive fast down the street and, hurt, and hit someone, I could be hitting someone that I know or someone who I know that knows someone else. And now I feel terrible because you're, you're not as disconnected from that community. You feel more empowered to do good things. And I think that's independent. That, that can be independent of religion. That can be, especially during the holidays, the holidays show that, you know, people of all walks of life are going to donate to certain things and give gifts and, and give non-perishable items to soup kitchens. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think we need to embrace that and not wait for the answers See, here's here's the here's a libertarian in me. Not embrace and wait for answers from the top, whether it be your your local government, your state government, your federal government, or the UN for whatever joke that is. You know, you don't wait for them to tell you what to do. Don't give. Don't wait for them to give you direction. Do it. Go be charitable. Be a nice person. And I, I think that can be with and without religion. Every month, Grant and I will tackle an important topic while enjoying a glass of whiskey. If you don't agree with our opinions on these issues, that's great. We want to hear from you and hear your side of the story. Our goal is to understand different perspectives and engage in conversations that matter without regressing to the same division that exists in our hyperpartisan politics. We can and must do better in finding common ground. Discussions breed solutions. The Kogan Conversation is a podcast that welcomes respectful discourse, paired with a glass of whiskey, of course. If you'd like to offer your take on an upcoming episode or join us for a glass of whiskey, please reach out to us on social media or head over to our website and send us a message. Wouldn't it be nice to know what topics are coming up and when an episode is releasing from the Kogan Conversation? Subscribing to our podcast on YouTube, 
Apple Podcasts, following us on Spotify, and of course, following us on social media helps immensely. You can also head over to our website and sign up for our email list so you never miss out on any episodes or information. Cheers. Do you think that Santa and 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 Christmas has become too corporatized? Is it is it does it has it ruined the magic for you? Like I, go back to yourself as a as a kid and to now. How do you view Christmas? I mean, so when I was a kid, I was still going to church. I was in the 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 Christmas play that they would put on there. I would play the the shepherd or what have you. Christmas to me is not like I, I see the religious side of it. I understand the importance and I understand that it dates back even before Christianity. And people don't want to acknowledge that it's very much a part of the the solstice every year. And you like like it's in a, December. The end of December is a very important date for a lot of religions as ex, as exemplified by the happy holidays slogan, because there's more than just Christmas going on this year. But for me, growing up was, you know, it, it's the season of giving. It's it's being together with family. It's yeah, it's being charitable and and together and and there's like a warmth and a heartiness to it and again it's part of my upbringing like i try and bring it even now like i, I enjoy setting up my fake plastic christmas tree in the living room and i enjoy having a fire and gathering around and roasting chestnuts i haven't roasted a chestnut in my life but you know it's that idea um listening to christmas music like and i understand yet yeah, it's become this very like hallmarky kind of corporatized very consumerist sort of thing but it's never quite beyond just the 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 idea of like getting and receiving gifts that are usually like some kind of nonsense you don't need like that's the big consumerist part of it but that's like for me it's become like the least exciting part of every christmas year it is more like seeing family being together with loved ones and and kind of having these these nice traditions that you get to have and it, it it's 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 never been a part of religion for me and it, i i the consumer side of it has become less and less important to me personally yeah i, I would agree I, I think whenever i think of christmas i don't think of jesus's birthday i mean i i understand the the historical context of how it became that and how it is that now in in the Christian faith? But I think this time of year is just is other than the cold because I hate the cold. Uh, is it's magical? It's it's fun to like you said get together with family and friends and people people who you haven't seen in a long time and it's like that classic you know I'll be home for Christmas and it's like yeah it, you know it's 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 meaningful to fly in from wherever you are to all, all everyone congregate in one area for at least a meal and maybe opening presents it's Fauci's nightmare it's yeah it's Fauci's nightmare Fauci's nightmare before Christmas <laughs> 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 just be sure to wear two masks when you're given gifts double wrap your presents <laughs> Fauci and Trump are the same person confirmed they, they are because I, I can't I can't do Fauci's voice without doing the fingers <laughs> make sure all your gifts go through UV screening <laughs> so they don't have the coronavirus this year give the gift of the Omicron uh, yeah the Omicron variant that has not hasn't killed anyone it's just the flu. But we released this this very legit report today that if you get boosted, it will protect against the Omicron variant that isn't dangerous at all. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. <laughs>
Just like the va- just like the vaccine stopped you from getting COVID. Oh wait, no, it doesn't. I read an article the other day that said that young males ages 19 through 29 who took the Moderna vaccine have a high risk. Well, I shouldn't say high. A higher risk of myocarditis, which is inflammation of the heart and palpitations and arrhythmia, than any other age group and any other vaccine that they took. So they're actually recommending pausing the Moderna vaccine for though that age group, 19 to 29 males. What did you get? You get the Moderna? I got the Pfizer. I got the Pfizer too. Dodged the bullet there. Eh? It's just proof that there's more to be discussed. And that's not anti-vax. That's, that's literally two of the three vaccines in our country that have either been paused or are going to be paused because of heart problems. Right. Just need the third one down. You know what? You know what? You know what I want for Christmas? What's that? I want Australia to be free. Yeah. Hey, if you haven't heard, they're putting people in camps down in Australia. People who pe- indigenous people and people who are unvaccinated, even though they've tested negative for coronavirus for multiple weeks, they're being kept against their will in camps and fined thousands and thousands of dollars. Literally, that is that is a hundred percent true, and it's scary because I think that there is. If we want to keep on this religion thought process is that there's this, we talked about this earlier, that there's this blind trust in aspects of government, political personnel, and scientists that, no, they, they, they're they public servants. They ran uh, for good reasons, and they, they're looking out for us, and they, they sound good on TV, and they're, why would the news lie to us? The news isn't lying. Why would scientists lie? It's like people don't understand motivations exist. You know, luckily for humanity's sake, by and large, scientists and researchers and whatever aren't motivated by money. They're motivated by, you know, doing good work, which benefits both themselves from a credential standpoint and humanity. Um, But there's a lot, there's a lot of shit that happened. I mean, you know, do you know how much medical knowledge we gained from torture? Fuck. Lots. Like the, the, the Nuremberg trials showed how much we actually got from the Nazis who tortured Jews. Still still used today. Still use those manuals. And there's I mean, yeah, it's it's ethically like fucked. Like, yeah, like it's it's very valuable knowledge, but it's it's ethically like we got it in the worst possible way. hundred percent. And the same with in this country when we when you know, slavery and just after slavery, it was pretty commonplace for uh, black Americans to be used as subjects to, you know, torture and, and, and experiment on. And, you know, medical apartheid is a real thing in this country. The, the father of gynecology who learned all about the female anatomy would do horrible, horrendous things to black females in the service of learning. And you know what? He learned a shit ton. We learned a lot. And I, I, I guess... We should probably not just throw that knowledge away because we need it and have benefited from it, but we should recognize the fact that people suck and that science is messy and people have ulterior motives. Planned Parenthood has its roots in eugenics. Did you know that? I, I did. And I, 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 hey, that's another nuance thing. It's like if we ever discuss abortion on this on this podcast, which I'm sure someday maybe we'll tackle it, but like just because you're pro-choice or pro-life doesn't mean you're a saint. Everyone on every side has issues, for God's sake. To me, there is nothing scientific about the phrase, trust the science. It's like, there's no, being scientific is asking questions and checking and rechecking your work and questioning everything all of the time. There's nothing scientific about blindly trusting in what the 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 established quote unquote science is. And I think we've we've learned that more than anything in this this last 
couple of years, like how easily people can be swayed by an expert opinion. Before the vaccine, Big Pharma was literally the worst, most corrupt evil in the world. But now our Pfizer are our favorite people ever. And they wouldn't they wouldn't lie to us. The the, uh, the FDA would never lie to us, even though we literally proved that they did when it came to like Oxycontin only 10 years earlier and killing thousands and thousands of people in America. People are short sighted. And I, I don't know. It's 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 pretty it's pretty disheartening to think that people can't be consistent. I, I don't know what it is. Is it is it, is it just convenience that. The flavor of the day has changed, and therefore I'm going to be pro, you know, getting your vaccination and not even question any of the shit that was going around it. Like I keep on saying, like you can you can be pro vaccine and also question the science and 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 question the corporatism that exists and the cronyism that exists between big pharma and the government. Like I I think Pfizer can also be a, a, they can make good things. They can also be assholes. I had no illusions when I went into getting my vaccine about what the risks were. Like I knew I understood well what the risks were of being vaccinated and being unvaccinated. And I, and it's like, okay, I made a, I made a call. I got it because yeah, I, okay. I trust that it works and that enough people have gotten that it's mostly safe, but like, also I'm not going to be an idiot and ignore the, uh, the fact that yeah, for some people it's not great. And you know what? It's not infallible because as we've seen now, you got to get your third shot. You got to get your booster because it wanes. That's just, that's just what the facts are. <laughs> right. Right. Talk about compassion lacking that that you have people like <laughs> I hate to bring him up again. People like Joe Rogan, who healthy guy, obviously he works out like crazy. He's he's in great shape. He takes all the vitamins and all the supplements and all the things. And and he also has the resources to do so. And he recognizes that he's self-aware of that. You know, that he he has the time and the money and the energy to do so. He doesn't get the vaccine. He does this concoction of things along with monoclonal antibody uh, treatment, which has been proven to be very effective, uh, along with ivermectin, which is, the, the you know, the studies are inconclusive at the moment, but they're not negative. Like, no one's died of ivermectin. It's also not horse dewormer. It's also not horse dewormer at all. It's a flat-out lie. But, you know, he does, a, he takes this, what he calls a kitchen sink protocol and he, he takes it and he's better within four days and he tests negative after five days. And then he gives the exact same protocol to Aaron Rodgers and to a couple other people who he, he befriends with on the podcast, but, and he gets better. And you have people who look at that and say, hey, why didn't he get sick? That's bullshit. He's not vaccinated. There are other ways to treat. Why can't you be happy for another human being getting better? And beating this awful virus and then looking at it and saying, hey, maybe there's more to than just a vaccine. Not to mention the millions of people, even before the vaccine, who got coronavirus and got better. What is this reality that we're living in where these people is like, yeah, you get a virus and you, then most people beat it. Like you look at the numbers, most people don't die of this virus, even if they're not vaccinated. We saw that in literally the first year of it. And yes, things change. And yes, you want to be safe. And yes, people have gotten irreparable damage done to them because of it. Again, I'm not going to fault anyone on either side who wants to get vaccinated, I did, or doesn't want to get it. It's like, fine. It's 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 literally your own choice in your own body. And uh, the fact that you want to like demand that the mighty hand of the government comes down and mandate it for you and your neighbors, it's like, think again, because they can, if you're going to give them that, they're going to take a whole lot more. Guess what? You want it to be your choice whether or not you get an abortion? Well, guess what? You gave that power to the state. Now they get to decide. Have fun with that. <laughs>
Yeah, it, 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 people don't understand unintended consequences or they don't understand the precedent that you set that can lead to. I mean, there's a, there is a reason why our Constitution is set up the way it is. And the fact that our the powers that be have just ignored the Constitution time after time after time, it's just, it's, it's exhausting. I mean, hell, it gives us work, but it's, <laughs> it's a religion in and of itself to, to think that the government or science or whatever is infallible and they're, they're working for you and that nothing, they can do no wrong. And they're it's like, come on. I don't know any single real human being who looks at Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, whatever, and says, oh, yeah, they're a man of the people and I believe every word they're saying and they're my best friend. If people who say that and, and like like fawn over these people on whatever side of the aisle, it's gross. We're going off on a tangent. This is the holiday vaccine special now. Twelve booster shots. You better keep that in here. <laughs> Ten Anthony Fauci's. Nine Donald Trump's. Eight masks. Ivermectin in a pear tree. Oh, we're so canceled. <laughs> Good. Well, regardless, I think there's a running theme. And I think as we wrap the year up and we head into 2022, the running theme of this podcast has been having conversations. And you know, as we as we grow, as we try to get more people on and, and flesh out more perspectives and thoughts and comments and whatever, maybe have more people on who we disagree with rather than just sometimes you and I just sit in an echo chamber. But at least you and I, I trust to at least go and, and read up on things and, and discuss different things and understand different sides of it better than most. Um, and I pride myself on that. I know you do too. But you know, as we head into the new year, I think it's important for us to maintain that regardless of the craziness that's going on is that acts of random kindness and, and being nice to your neighbor and having conversations with people, you know, it doesn't have to be about a difficult topic. I'm not saying go to your local bar and talk about abortion or about religion. That's not necessary. If you can, more power to you. But at the end of the day, we all have a common purpose. We all have a common goal and it's just to live. It's just to putting food on the table and existing in a comfortable manner, understanding that there are others who have sacrificed a lot throughout human history so that we can get here and have a comfortable life. And I, I, I think that's the true spirit of the holiday season is that during this Christmas time for you and I, because that's what we, you and I celebrate, embrace your loved ones, give them a hug, a little, you know, stronger than you have before. And, and let's go into this new year with wide eyes and prepare ourselves to finally defeat COVID. <laughs> We're going back to normal eventually. What is it? Two, two years to slow the spread? But you know what I mean? I, I, I think it's it's important for us to to, to, to embrace compassion. And I, I, I hope that there's someone out there listening to this that, that says, you know what? Let's fucking calm down, everyone. Let's, let's chill out. Every every Everything that's on the news is not the end of the day or end of the world. It's not the end all be all. I think we, we, need, we need more uh, understanding, more nuance, more. I, I mean, I think a big part of that coming into to the holidays, like you said, it's it's. It's compassion, but you said don't go to the bar and start bringing up these topics. Maybe do that because you might have a more real conversation than you've seen on TV or online than you have ever in the last 10 years. You know what? Talk talk to the people that you know love you unconditionally, like really like hash things out because you'll both come out on the other end smarter and and closer. Like even if even if it's like you, you vehemently disagree on a topic, you'll still learn something about the other person and you might you'll get outside of your comfort zone, get outside of the people telling you only what you want to hear, which is probably usually fear, chaos, murder, the unvaccinated are caught are going to kill us all like you're going to you're going to 
yeah, you're going to have a real conversation with people and you're going to strengthen the community you have. And that that's what we're doing here, what we're trying to do, have conversations. That's the spirit of something that I think really comes alive around this time of year at the holiday. Don't don't not have a family get together because Anthony Fauci tells you see your family, talk to them, understand your differences and understand that everyone has their own perspective. And that's a good thing. And we should celebrate that. And we should love that about each other and uh, give to one another. It, and absolutely. And, and part of that giving is an understanding is, is, you know, stepping up to the plate and, and taking upon the, the, probably one of the greatest challenges in life and stepping into someone else's shoes and understanding where they do come from because perspective, like you said, matters. And I think that's a pretty good goal. And I, it's not a new year's resolution that I personally need. Um, but I think the world certainly needs that. <laughs> well said. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate. Thanks for uh, tuning in and uh, we'll see you next year. Yeah. January, 2022. Holy shit. It'll be a fun one. Yeah. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, Grant. Cheers. Cheers, man. This podcast is a work of passion and it's completely self-funded. We want to continue providing this platform dedicated to free thought and conversation, but we kindly ask that you show your support. Patreon isn't just a platform where you can give a small monthly donation. It also gives you exclusive access to extended, unedited episodes, bonus content, as well as creative input into whatever we cover. Being a supporter on Patreon makes you a member of the Kogan Conversation family and helps us continue this passion project. For just a few bucks a month, you can help us grow. The more we grow, the more perks can come to being a supporter on Patreon. Head over to our website and learn how you can sign up. through the day have a smile for everyone at night time comes a longing to be with ones you love i'm alan and i'm grant thank you for listening to the kogan conversation this podcast is about engaging with different perspectives values and ideas we want to learn how to progress conversations on important topics without assuming the worst in each other each month we will tackle a new topic while enjoying a glass of our favorite spirit and shed light on the beauty of good conversation until next time cheers